Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. You're listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, post-game podcast. Of course, we've got Dewey Burt with me. Dewey, Carolina has struggled mightily in 2020, especially finally get off the losing skid with a 94-71 win over Miami. Big game for a variety of reasons for Carolina basketball. It was, and I didn't mention this to you before we started. I was actually in Chapel Hill yesterday and got to spend some time with the coaches and, and see some of the guys, but everything looks better when the ball goes in the basket. And from the jump, knowing they were going to play zone, you knew we were going to need to make shots, and we did. It was great to see, even though he didn't shoot a great percentage, to see Playtech make one. Leaky made one. He didn't shoot the ball well overall. Obviously, B-Rob shot the ball fantastically well. Keeling made shots, Pierce made shots, Baycott made a couple of jumpers, or excuse me, Brooks made a couple of jumpers, and and Mondo was good for us inside. So everything looks better when you make shots. We shot almost 60% as a team. Obviously, Miami was depleted, but so are we, and we just so badly needed a win, and it was great to get it and, and great to feel good and maybe get some confidence. Yep, I, I said it on Twitter shortly after the game or maybe during the second half of the game that – you know, folks can talk about the level of competition. They can talk about anything you want to. But when players see the ball go in the basket, Roy Williams says it all the time, but just to see the ball go in the basket with some consistency, it's got to be huge going forward for Carolina. Yeah, and and it's and to see it happen in a game, it's, it feels like an obvious thing. It's like, well, you know, seeing the ball go in the basket in practice typically gives you the confidence to take the shots in the games. But then in the in the game, if you're going to take them, you got to make them too. And We've all heard Coach say that, and we've just struggled so mightily. I think I heard the announcer say, if he was correct, that we're shooting 40% as a team this year from the field. I mean, that's that's bafflingly low for us, particularly when we score the ball inside as much as we normally do. So we've really, really struggled from the field, and that's exacerbated our the, the makeup of the roster that we've talked about, that it's not as typically talented or explosive as we usually are. And then when you also can't throw it in the ocean, it felt like at certain times, like that Virginia Tech game, it felt like if just one more shot would have gone in, we win that game up there. Uh, but tonight, no problem with it. And hopefully it gets us going and spearheads a little bit better performance offensively for the rest of the year. I think looking at the box score, and they talked about it during the game, but when you have uh, 32 assists on 40 made field goals, I mean, it just makes the game that much easier. I don't remember, there were some out there, I'm sure, but I don't remember too many bad shots from Carolina. And when you're sharing the basketball and moving it like they were, um, that certainly helps the process of getting it going in the basket. No, that's right. And it was a high possession game and we only had 12 turnovers. So we, by and large, took care of the basketball and the ball moved crisply and we got good shots and we actually made them. You know, we we have had other games where we've been able to get good looks, especially from the perimeter. Guys like Playtech, guys like Pierce, guys like Keeling and Leakey as well that have been open for catch and shoot opportunities. And we just 
have not been able to shoot the ball very well. And so it was nice to see the ball go in. And as you said, especially against the zone until they came out of it, we moved the ball crisply. We got good post touches. Garrison and Mondo were equally looking both to catch and score and also catching and looking opposite, which is obviously a fundamental of playing zone offense, get the ball in the middle, look opposite, look low, look opposite. That's something you hear Coach Williams say quite a bit when uh, we're working on zone offense, when the ball goes into the high post, look low, look opposite. We did that. We we listened to what we've been coached to do, I know, against the zone, and we made shots. You know, we, we can continue to talk about that part of it, but I want to dig into um, sort of players. And you mentioned B-Rob early, 29 points, hit six threes, um, had four assists, only one turnover. You know, this is a guy, and I think they referenced it, and I'd have to look at the stats because I can't keep them in my brain like some people, but he scored more points this year than he scored in his entire career coming in. And to see him, you know, struggle with an injury earlier, he's been banged up a little bit. Then you're involved in a, a drunk driving head-on car collision that just, you know, it's mind-blowing and and devastating for anybody to go through misses a game at Virginia Tech like you said one more made shot that's a win what do you think about him being able to come out against Miami today in the Smith Center and do what he did yeah really proud of him and I can tell you uh, only because I was there and and spending time with uh, the staff that at lunchtime yesterday they did not think he was playing so clearly he had some kind of a boost in how he felt in the last 24 hours and was able to go and that's just when you're thin and you've got injuries and and you struggle to score, not having your best perimeter shooter was devastating against Virginia Tech because we win that game probably somewhat easily if he plays. And so it was great to see. You just feel so bad for a kid that's put his time in and finally has his opportunity to play major minutes as a starter, as a senior, and get an ankle injury and then lose the point guard that's going to be helping get you a lot of the shots that we we hoped he could make. And then you get in a, a freak car accident thing and it felt so bad that he couldn't even travel to Virginia Tech. Uh, it's just been one thing after another. And by all accounts, he's a wonderful kid, uh, class act, and the coaches really love him. So great to see him put the ball in the basket like he did and just catch and rip it with confidence. And I hope he – not I hope. He has to do that for the rest of the year. He's going to be higher and higher on the scouting report, but – when he's open or got a glimmer, he's got to let it fly because we struggle to score so much. He's just – he's got to pull it. Let me talk a second about JohnnyTShirt.com. I do it every podcast because they are our sponsors of this show and great friends of Inside Carolina. Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyTShirt.com. Of course, on Franklin Street, it's an awesome place to visit when you're in town for whatever reason. Uh, basketball games, football games, spring game coming up, get by there. But if you can't get by there, go to johnnytshirt.com and get anything you need Carolina-related, all sports gear, all all anything gear you need Carolina-related, they've got it. And if you're a premium subscriber of this Inside Carolina message board community, it's 10% off your everyday order in person and online, johnnytshirt, johnnytshirt.com. Dewey, you know, we talk about making shots from the outside, but – when I see the ball go in, and you and I talked about this earlier about the entry passes and how bad of a struggle it's been for North Carolina to get the ball inside, even with Garrison Brooks having um, a pretty fantastic season for him. But now that you've got B-Rob, um, and if is it a one-off? We'll see. Carolina turns around and plays State on Monday. But 
to be able to have somebody that can stretch the defense, it opens it up to allow for all those assists that you saw, but it also gives opportunity for Brooks and Baycott to get some touches without being draped um, by not only their man, but whoever's throwing it in there's man. Speak to that aspect of Carolina's offense and how Robinson or, or these guys hitting shots from the outside makes a difference. Sure. And obviously it's different against the zone because the, the, it's, it's a little bit easier to get the ball at least into the middle when they're not being guarded man to man, but you're, you're exactly right. We talked a lot about both as it related to Cole, but just generally as the whole team has struggled shooting the ball, it's that much easier as a defender to sag off a little bit and try to deflect or get in the way of that entry pass. Cause you're not worried about play tech, just ripping a three in your face. Cause he hasn't shown the capacity to do that. Uh, and same would hold true for Leakey and, and Justin Pierce and KJ and, and even Jeremiah, uh, the guys have been playing major minutes for us. They have not shown the consistent ability to make shots. So as soon as they pick up their dribble on the wing and are trying to put the ball into the post, which even if we're uh, ever a perimeter-dominated team, Coach still likes to see the ball go in there just to, to occupy the defensive uh, defense's eyes, and then they can move the ball out. So we like post touches, and teams know that we like to put the ball in there. So if you can't shoot the ball consistently – it's a lot easier to, to sag off and give that guy space, almost dare him to shoot. And uh, that's why I spoke earlier about B-Rob just not even thinking about it, catching and ripping it. That's so important. And, and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but we've talked over the years about certain players that have earned the right to have any little glimmer that they should be shooting the ball. And Marcus Page, Joel Berry, Cam Johnson – even going back, Reggie Bullock, P.J. Hairston, Wayne Ellington, those guys, when they had a little bit of an opening, it was going up, and they believed it was going in every time. And the thing we've been struggling is, struggling with, maybe more than anything, is believing we were going to make the shots. The confidence goes such a long way when that ball leaves your hand. And what you saw, I think, from B-Rob is now someone that's confident when that ball leaves his hand. He thinks he's making it. And that really goes a long way. We need a couple other guys to start feeling that same way. Keeling made a couple jump shots today. And, uh, boy, it just uh, it helps open everything up when you can see the ball go in the basket from the perimeter. And also, if guys are making shots, think about looking forward, how much better and more dynamic our offense will be if, if and when Cole comes back. Because if guys are making shots, they can't be left in the corner on the wing, and it gives more driving lanes, more penetration opportunities for somebody as athletic as Cole. So it's it's awfully critical. We can certainly say that. Carolina wins 94-71 over Miami. Of course, Corey Alexander let us know how depleted Miami was. Everybody listening to this podcast knows how Carolina's injuries have gone. Have not had a full roster all year. That's incredible to think about. Uh, let's talk about Baycott and Brooks a little bit. Combined, let me look, 15 of 22 for 33 and 17. Uh, that's sort of the, the the stats or the box score that many Carolina fans, maybe even Carolina coaching staff, thought we might see this entire year. Again, it's Miami, but again, to see Baycott especially have some success, it's a, it's a good thing for Carolina. Yeah, and it's another confidence thing. I think Baycott at times has struggled with his confidence. Remember, he's not a junior. He hasn't been through 
60, 70 games like Garrison has where you can draw on that experience and understand that you're going to struggle. And if your shot's not going in, you impact the game in other ways like Garrison has figured out how to do. He doesn't have that experience. All he's ever known is being dominant, scoring the ball whenever he wished, and you know, seeing his name in the paper. And this year he's had periods of struggle. So, again, just like we talked about for B-Rob, seeing the ball go in the basket, for Baycott to have uh, a, a dynamic game, 19 and 12, is so critical. We're going to, you know, across town to State on Monday night, and they're having a better season, whatever. But I can tell you this, and we talked about it yesterday you know, with, with my friends on staff, they are salivating, thinking that this is when they can finally get a win against us. They really feel that way. And if we can go over there and have our two dominant bigs play the way they played today, I don't care who we played against. Uh, they were dominant in the paint and on the backboard, and, and we can see guys making shots. But wouldn't it be great to go over there and win when they really think this is their chance to get us? Yeah, and Baycott was did good today staying out of silly foul trouble. I mean, when he avoids – and a lot of people like to harp on the refs and what they call or whatever, but – when he avoids putting himself in positions to get called for those cheap ones, it makes a difference. It made a huge difference against Virginia Tech because I think when he fouls out, um, Carolina f- pretty much falls apart in overtime. But speak to that aspect of his growth. And, again, it's an inconsistent thing, but that's part of growing. You know, He gets away with things in high school he doesn't get away with in college. But today he he executed and he had seven assists, which I think is a pretty big deal for the guy. Yeah, it was impressive. And and the thing about being in college is it's it's different on the opposing sideline in the other huddle, meaning they know when you're in foul trouble. They're going to go at you. They're going to try to get you to make another mistake. So you have to go sit down. I mean, you think Virginia Tech wants to play against a McDonald's All-American that's 6'10", 6'11"? Certainly not. So if they can figure out a way to get him in foul trouble, they're going to do it. They're going to target it. They're going to talk about it in the huddle every four minutes at the TV timeouts. And I would say that's that's a little bit different than most college or high school experiences. You know, coaches are worrying about their own kids. They've got 15, 16, 17-year-olds. In college, you got grown men. And, they, you know, they, they talk about these things at a, at a different level. So his ability to stay on the floor is critical. Played 32 minutes tonight. And, uh, you know, had it been any closer, probably would have played a lot more. So I think he is a humongous key, especially if we've got another game or two or three or whatever it is without Cole. Him being able to take some of the load off Garrison in the post and the mid post is absolutely critical. Absolutely critical. He also was three for three from the line. So a very complete game. He had two blocks, seven assists, like you said. Uh, He was terrific and active and, uh, you know, it's going to, in my mind, going to be two steps forward, one step back for him for the rest of the year just because of his age and and that he is a freshman. But he was good today, and hopefully he can be great for us on the road on Monday. Yeah, let's talk about that just a little bit. Carolina and NC State, I, I know your th- feelings on State. Uh, I think people that listen to this podcast and certainly follow Carolina basketball should know Coach Williams' feelings on State. Um Talk about it a little bit. Going to Raleigh, it's never really a fun place to play, but it is certainly a fun place to win, and Carolina's had a lot of success over the years doing just that. We have, and, and we have talked about on this podcast that uh, this is Coach Williams' number one rival, certainly more than Duke because of his personal experience as a student and uh, and 
playing over there when he coached with Coach Smith. He just has a certain feeling about NC State, always has. He always says you'll never see him wearing red ever, ever, ever. Uh, so he just has a different feeling, and that does that does pass through to the team because you can see it in his eyes how he feels a little differently about about the Wolfpack. So look, they've they've played better, they've played pretty well this year. Obviously, better than us certainly in the standings. And like I said before, if ever they thought there was a year they could get us, this is it. And uh, that place will be absolutely rocking. And for our young guys, it'll be probably the the crazy. Not probably, it will be the craziest road environment they've felt and uh they just got to step up and be ready and you can say confidently that even justin pierce or christian keeling who played plenty of road games in their careers at their other schools and even went to power five games they went as a as a mid-major they've never been in a situation on the road where you're a team like north carolina going into your rival's house they haven't experienced that either so you've really got B-Rob and, and Garrison that understand what this is going to be like. So hopefully we can uh, just stem the tide early because every time they make a shot in the first five minutes, they're going to go berserk. If we can just handle the first five minutes and, and keep our composure, see a couple shots go down and settle in, then you're just playing. Then it's just basketball. And uh, we, we have the ability to have an, an advantage inside. So the ball can go into Garrison and Mondo, and they can play similar the way they did tonight, efficient, crash the glass, share the basketball, make free throws. I think we got a great chance to go over there and steal one. Yeah, playing at Gonzaga, I think, was a good primer for this That's a good team. point. That's if good if they remember. But Gonzaga, as wild as it can be, is it's not PNC. It's definitely no. not Reynolds. It's not even PNC. And folks that have not been to a Carolina game in places like that, or even in Cameron Indoor, you do not understand what it's no. like inside those buildings. Rival games are different. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, you said you were in town in Chapel Hill. Um, what's the mood around this program? Obviously better today than maybe it was yesterday, but just in general, um, these guys, most everybody's going through something they have never gone through. And Roy Williams joked about it earlier in the week that Coach Smith said, Maybe you need to have a bad season every seven or eight so people will appreciate the big seasons more. Uh, but just what was your feeling when you were in town yesterday? Sure. Yeah, you know, it was, it's always great to be there. And I would I would say that it was better than I might have thought it would be. You know, Coach Williams is a fighter. You know, he's so competitive and, you know, he's no quitter. Not that anybody would ever assume that, but he was – he was steely. He, he's got his resolve and, you know, he's been very direct, it, it seems, with how he's been talking to the players, even as we've continued to lose. You know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to find a way through this. We're going to do it together as a team or you're not going to make excuses. Nobody feels bad for us. All those things. So uh, he was great. And and the staff follows his lead. And that's that's the way it's supposed to be. So it was it was better than I thought. I think they were. Uh, excited about the the news on the McDonald's All-American front. Obviously, RJ being a little bit of a surprise. They were super thrilled for him uh, just because he's had such a good season and that he got the recognition. And obviously, if, if, if people saw it, the video of him getting uh, getting the news with his teammates in the locker room was really cool. So they were very excited about that. And, and I do think they're hoping Cole will be back soon, which gives you optimism. And uh, And then they went out and got the win. So... Nothing changes the tenor of a program, uh, an office, a locker room, 
like getting a win. And I thought the crowd was really good today. Uh, and we need to stick with them as fans. And, uh, man, if we can go over there on Monday and get a win, that'll go a long, long way. We'll be back to 500 and, and then maybe getting Cole back at some point. Then we can go on a run and maybe, just maybe, get a, get a chance to get in the tournament. A win is a win is a win, and Carolina desperately needed one. Got one today over Miami. Dewey Burks, always a pleasure to talk. It's even more fun to talk to you after Carolina's won a basketball game. I look forward to doing that a little bit more here in the future. No doubt. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.